0: Welcome to the Doubled Up podcast, the weekly podcast talking all things trainers, sneakers, kicks, creps, whatever you call them, wherever you are in the world. I'm Matt and with me as he is every single week is Scott. Scott, how you doing, mate? Good.
1: Good. Yeah, I've, I have can leave the house. I've left the house multiple times. Happy days.
0: Multiple times down the garden centre this week then.
1: Uh, well, not quite. No, went to, went to the cinema. I managed to actually sit through a nearly three-hour James Bond film. Um, How yeah, was it? No, it was good. I will tell you what, it's a good film. It's a very good film. Although, are you much
0: of a James Bond fan? Like, do you follow? Are you like? Have you watched them all, or, do you, have, or is it just because this is a all. new one?
1: No, I have watched them all. Um, but the main reason I watched them was like growing up, they was. It'd be like on like a Saturday or Sunday afternoon and you'd like flick onto like ITV and it's just one of those films. They'd always have like a James Bond film and there'd be times where they would have like a marathon. So they, every weekend they would have a different Bond film. So growing up, my dad would sit there and just put something on the TV and I'd just watch them. Um, so yeah, I've kind of inadvertently watched them all. So yeah, it, it's, it's very good. It is a very good film. Um, a lot of middle-aged people. I now know what day and time all the middle-aged people go to the cinema. Because every time I've ever been to the cinema, it's always like kind of younger people and, you know, couples and stuff. And this time, no.
0: All, what all time did you go this time?
1: It was one o'clock on a Monday afternoon.
0: Wow. Okay. So obviously, yeah. obviously you're taking advantage of the fact that you are not working because of your knee. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, no, I didn't have to do anything. Verity had the uh, week off. So we were like, right, we'll just go see a film. So um went to go see... Uh, yeah, the new James Bond, but like I say, it, the fact that everybody was sat in there with like cups of coffee and tea <laughs> rather than like popcorn and like fizzy drinks, it was quite quite the change. Um, but the old men on the front row were loving it; they thought it was fantastic. So at least they were happy.
0: Well, at least at least at least someone was happy. I'm not a huge. I mean, it might be controversial. I'm sure lots of people share the same uh, feelings as me, but I'm not a huge James Bond fan. I mean, I'm, it's not that I dislike james bond it's just i've never really been bothered to watch them all i've watched a couple of them um but i've never had like the urge or desire or wants to be like i'm gonna watch every james bond film now if i don't know why Mm. it's just a series that's never really i think captured me
1: the new ones the newer ones with daniel craig are very good um they're, they're much more kind of serious. And I know that the original ones were meant to be serious, but if you watch them back now...
0: Oh, yeah, acting has changed they're, so they're much just now, at, yeah. They're
1: just at the point... They're at a point of comedic value now. Like, some of some of the films... I mean, I know that they are kind of legends in their own right, kind of Sean Connery and, you know, Roger Moore and stuff like this, but some of it is you watch it now and you're like, how the fuck did I ever think this was good? <laughs>
0: But I mean it's CGI and everything like that, like that evolves obviously so much over yeah. time, doesn't it? It's like it's watching, it's like watching Jaws now versus back in the day. Like it's it's completely different films and and things like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, complete oh, yeah. completely get it. But I'm glad to see like, how's how's the uh, how's the the pain getting and things like this? Like, are You starting to you're not hurting as much now. Like I said, we said this last week. Every week until you're better, mate. We are having a weekly Scott update.
1: My um my muscles are fucked like they're just useless they've withered away to nothing
0: so you've got like, the, chicken legs the...
1: now oh yeah leg leg <laughs> chicken leg one. now okay the right. other one's fine just the one but um yeah I, the only thing is i went to physio again um, a few days ago and the were you, problem n- were you is... nice
0: to them this time
1: oh I, I mean yeah i mean they already knew my feelings on them i didn't feel like i had to rub it in a bit more <laughs> But um, the thing is, they, yeah, they um, promptly said, oh, they said, oh, you're recovering very quickly. Great. But the problem is they gave me more exercises to do and it hurt a lot. So, uh, yeah, evil people still, but yeah.
0: Well, like I said, you, you brought this on yourself the first time that you went in there and started calling them names and saying they were sadists. So... I feel the as if is, you are you are getting a taste of your own medicine here, mate.
1: The problem is, it's like you recover quickly, like you're doing well. You know, you're going to get back to work quicker. You know, you're getting on the right tracks. But the problem is, because you're getting on the right tracks, they put you through more pain, which is doesn't help. You almost be like, can I just? I, I don't need. Can anymore, I have a week off? Yeah, I, I'm yeah, a week ahead of schedule.
0: Please. Can I have a week off? I exactly. don't. Think, I don't think it works that way, mate. But as they say, no, no pain, no gain. So. Take, take yeah. that as you will, take that as you will, yeah. but um, we, we, we haven't got a guest this week, as you guys can probably realise uh, by now, um, so therefore it's just me and Scott having a little bit of a, a, a rant and kind of a bit of a <laughs> chat before we get into the, the main bulk of um, th- this week's episode. And it wouldn't be a solo episode, Scott, without me talking load of shit at the beginning of one of these episodes. Um, and we were actually just having a, a little bit of a conversation before hitting the record button. And I think it would actually be quite a, um, a good conversation to have. Um, so I'm sure some people might be able to give us a couple of ideas um, kind of once they've listened to this episode. And that is, had a little bit of a mare today um, with my, my dinner. Uh, that was, I, I've been away today. I've been out visiting family, which is great. It was my nan's, um, birthday on Thursday, not the nan that's the United fan. My other nan shout out Pam. Um, and, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I got back and it was like 20 minutes until we needed to start recording this podcast. So I was like, shit, what am I going to do for dinner? Just me at home. I uh, quickly walked into town, which is about a five minute walk away, thinking I was going to get a Greg's. Greg's is shut down, or uh, well, Greg's is shut for the for the day, sorry. Massive queue at McDonald's. So I turned to the, be- the next best thing, and that was uh, two Waitrose Christmas sandwiches. I had the pigs under blankets, um, and I had the turkey, bacon, and stuffing. So I'm absolutely full with cranberry sauce and uh, sandwich bacon right now. But uh, Scott, we were having a little bit of a chat beforehand, but which supermarket do you think does the best Christmas sandwich? And on a side note, I also want to know what is your go-to quick takeaway option? Because that was that was the biggest problem that I had here today is that my go-to takeaway option was far too busy for my requirements today. So I want to I wanted to hear from you. Like I suppose number one, what's your favourite? brand of Christmas sandwich and number two what is your go to uh, quick time takeaway
1: Christmas sandwich it's, it's got to be Tesco um, but I think it's mainly just for nostalgia reasons um, you know at uni um, we had to move campus um, second year and the only shop they had on site was a Tesco and it was you know go in, get lunch, and it was yeah Tesco meal deal. So when those Christmas sandwiches came in,
0: oh, it's a beautiful time. It's a beautiful time. A of highlight,
1: year. yeah, highlight of the week. So yeah, always, always one of them, and yeah, they were just, they always just filled me with joy, and even now they still do. I feel like it's just a nostalgic thing now. Um, but to be fair, like round by us, we've got, we've got Tesco, Sainsbury's, kind of all the standard supermarkets, but. If I ever get, if I'm ever going anywhere to get a sandwich, I always just go Tesco for a meal deal. I never seem to go anywhere else, so no Tesco would be would be the one for that, I think.
0: Something I don't know if they've stopped doing it. It was a very nostalgic or a very kind of um, nostalgic. Nostalgic is not the right word, but it was a little bit of a um, exciting moment, a little bit of a trend earlier on in the year. Um, but me being in London, you can't walk three steps without there being a Pret. And um, I, don't know <laughs> if they, I, don't, I don't know if they did this in every single pret, but this summer they started. They made the announcement that pret were doing year round Christmas sandwiches. And we got pret. If for anyone that hasn't had a pret Christmas sandwich, they are up there as one of the best. And me and Hannah got very very excited that in the middle of July we could have a christmas sandwich um the only problem is is that we had it once and then never went back for it because it, i don't know it was just one of those things that it was like oh my god year round christmas sandwiches nah. had it once for the novelty of it that's what i meant That's not nostalgia novelty and then yeah. just completely forgot about it again and now that's the problem now now they're coming back again these christmas sandwiches are here i've all of a sudden just remembered oh shit i could have had this all along but like, there's me getting excited about the pre christmas sandwich and actually, I could have been having this for months, but I, I would say that for me, the the best Christmas sandwich either has to be a Sainsbury's or a Pret. I can't quite pick between the two, but they're my two go-to options.
1: See, the, there's that's the problem there, though. Like having year-round Christmas sandwiches, the one of the perks and one of the beauties of the Christmas sandwich is when it hits shelves. It's like when the when Monopoly it's coming.
0: McDonald's, isn't it? It's like you have a small window to go crazy at uh, McDonald's with the monopoly and then you know it's gone like it's, it's the same with Christmas sandwiches isn't it it's like you've got yeah. two you've got two months of amazing meal deals and then for the other 10 months of the year you're looking forward to those two months all over again that's it
1: but when Christmas I'm... sandwiches come in that's a special time and yeah i think yeah, yeah i think it's one of those that in in your head you are like man I would love a Christmas sandwich all year round but yeah no we never it's, bothered. it's one of those one of those things that i think is better um is a better idea than it actually is in in real yeah. life so I, I don't know if they yeah. stopped
0: it to be honest because like i said we had one in like june or july and then we never went back for one um so i don't know whether that carries on but that was a, that was a good like i said in the middle of, it was very unexpected so at the time it was great but not enough for us to go back for seconds but yeah the pre christmas sandwich is good what about the second question then scott what about um your like go to fast food, I would say, because takeaway and fast food in my eyes is a little bit different. Takeaway is like I'm ordering on Deliveroo; it will be here mm-hmm. in half an hour. Fast food is like I'm ordering, I'm walking into a McDonald's, I'm ordering, and I'm walking out with a bag in my hand. Like, what would you say is your kind of go to fast food? McDonald's. McDonald's is it? McDonald's. I'm always yeah, so underwhelmed I... with McDonald's. Like, I, don't, I again, I'm, I'm throwing controversial comments out here not liking James Bond and thinking McDonald's is overrated but I, I, I think it is I think it's 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 not that great
1: I it's not that great but I know what I'm getting like there are sometimes when there's moods where I'm like yeah I fancy KFC like I just sometimes you just get a hunkering for some fried chicken and you're like <laughs> I just want a KFC but then there are times when yeah I'd like we went we were coming back um I can't even remember where we come back from, but we hit a service station and there was a Leon, which I've never had. And...
0: Leon, chicken nuggets, gluten-free chicken nuggets from Leon, game-changing. They they yeah. are very, very good.
1: Yeah, no, see, there was a Leon and then there was McDonald's. And I looked at the menu of Leon and I was like, I don't really fancy a burger. I don't really fancy the, And I couldn't really see the menu because it was just like flashing up and the queue was long. And I was like, you know, what, I'm just going to go McDonald's. So I went McDonald's, didn't really fancy a burger, just got chicken nuggets. I remembered how shit the chicken nuggets are. You can come at me, anybody that loves Mackey's chicken nuggets, but corn chicken nuggets are better, so suck on that. Oh, hang on a but, minute, that's um, a
0: little bit. I mean, I'm saying controversial things here, like you've stepped the line there, mate. To be Trust me, trust me. I it's will say, McDonald's chicken, chicken nuggets
1: are...
0: Mm, I think you're lying here, mate. Um mcdonald's uh, this again we're throwing loads of controversial food statements out here i don't know if you agree with me but mcdonald's chicken selects are better than boneless kfc chicken
1: um i can't really say i ever have boneless kfc chicken like i either get on the bone or i get a burger so all yeah.
0: right fair play all right. so i can't but...
1: I'm, I'm, i can't have a dog in this fight unfortunately
0: you can't have a tongue this far. I mean, we've, we've started over the last couple of weeks to uh, add little questions on Spotify. So any listeners that are here from Spotify, <laughs> um, this is going to be this week's question. Um, if we can add multiple questions. Well, I think we can add a poll and a question. So we're going to do a poll regarding uh, favorite brands of Christmas sandwiches. And we are going to do a question for your go-to fast food takeaway. So... We want to hear from you guys uh, what you think. Sorry for anyone listening on Apple, which actually, uh, statistically speaking, is the majority of our audience. But (laughs) um, you're going to have to go on Spotify for this week to uh, answer the questions. But as we said, Scott, this is a... um a week where there's no guests so of course we always have a few extra segments that we don't normally do that we always like to to go through whenever it's just you and uh, little old me and we always like to start these episodes off with talking about any latest pickups um so (coughs) bless you (coughs) bless you again we're gonna have to keep that in now because i've said bless you or you're gonna have to edit out (laughs) me saying bless you but um scott over to you. Latest pickups since our last solo episode was only two th- two weeks ago. Actually, it's, well, this is quite a recent. Like we've had quite a short gap between solo episodes. But um, any latest pickups since the last time, mate?
1: Um. Yes. There's one that's definitely new. I'm trying to think if there was anything. I don't know whether I had the pattern monarchs.
0: You just. I don't you know. Just oh. I no, don't know whether the, they had the monarchs, arrived. The I don't monarchs were just did. on their way. I they're had the monarchs. Way, so. I had the monarchs last time. Yours were just on their way.
1: So yeah, Pata Monarchs, um, and the um, one that I'm going to talk about, which is the um, Pata Air Max One Aquanois. Hey, so, <laughs> look at that! Um, I mean, to be honest, we've gone over the monarchs before. They are the same shoe, except for the fact they are a very nice blue colour instead of orange. Um, the quality on them is still second to none, much like the Monarch pair. Um, they, they've just they just smashed them, like they've just smashed the really pack have. so far. Um, I'm not I'm not really a person that is like has ever aspired to like collect a pack or anything like that, um, because a lot of the time I'm just like, why oh, it's the same shoe, just a different colour. Like it doesn't do anything for me. But these are just like both colourways are so good that it it was hard to pass up. Plus, I mean I paid resale for the monarchs, annoyingly. Um however these I got for retail after <laughs> after oh, quite quite God. the um quite the uh eventful morning. Um I which I feel as if I, 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 as if I nothing, have to tell I had nothing story. to do with. Yeah, yeah I had nothing to do with.
0: I feel as if I have to tell the story. So, again, we've said this multiple times on previous episodes of the podcast. Me, Scott, and and previous guest, Ryan, um, have a little group chat that basically consists of us ripping the shit out of each other on Instagram 24-7 um however we do like to help each other out every now and then with pickups and things like this and out of the three of us ryan has been the one person that has been like no i don't want any of these patter air maxes i don't do air max ones i do not want them he has been so anti i know he's been so anti patter air max and of course out of the three of us who ends up getting exclusive access ryan so Ryan got exclusive access, message in the chat, cannot believe it, got exclusive access. Scott, you have been the one out of the three of us that has really wanted the aqua noise. So straight away, we said, Scott, we'll get you, Ryan said, I'll get you a size 11. Now, as a bit of an insight into our group chat, uh, uh, everyone listening, um, since Scott has uh, had his boo-boo on his knee, um, he is very quick at replying. Every single morning, he is very, very quick. However, this one morning, he wasn't very quick at replying and we could not get hold of Scott for loving or money. And in the fear of us losing out on exclusive access, Ryan was unable to pay for the pair at the time. I, sometimes superheroes don't wear capes. I swooped in, (laughs) sent Ryan my credit card details and I paid for Scott's Aqua Noise Pata Air Max 1. So it was the ultimate group effort. Ryan got exclusive access I paid for them on the credit cards. They were shoes for Scott. I mean, you can't write that. But honestly, me and Ryan were ready to have a panic attack that morning, like crying <laughs> frantically to get you this shoe. And then you just kind of waltzed in like half an hour later. It was like, oh, thanks, lads, for getting me the Air Max. Yeah, you're welcome, welcome, pal. <laughs> I, 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 had,
1: I genuinely had no... I don't even know what I was doing because I don't really do anything um, at the moment. But yeah, I don't know what was going on. But yeah, I just saw the thing, saw... I actually saw first Ryan put up on his story that he would got exclusive access, and I was like, I'll "Hold the phone!" You hate these shoes, like what? No, I'll hold up. And then when I saw what was going on, I was like, "Ah, right, okay, thank you, um, thank you, thank you." Um, but yeah, so
0: yeah, quite the it was um, a drama. It was an absolute quite, drama.
1: Quite the morning, but yeah, they got here. Um, they got here eventually, um, and. Yeah, they they're just a brilliant shoe. They really are. That like, the colour is lovely, um, the quality on of them is fantastic. Um, there were some people that have been saying the shape of them is very different compared to the Monarchs. I had both pairs out earlier, and mine are identical. Like there's literally no difference on them other than the colour. Um, so yeah, I can't um, can't fault. Yeah, I think, um, um, I uh, like I said, pants, a lot of people so have
0: been can't. mentioning the shape. The pictures I've seen in regards to the shape, um, they have been very different. Um, but I don't know how much you'd really notice it too much on foot. Um, like I, it's, it's not so different that it's going to all of a sudden make me not want that shoe. Um, I know it is a little bit more kind of, boxed at the toe but again it's it, i don't think it's really that bad uh some people are saying that it's almost the worst thing in the world but um i think that people are kind of blowing it out of proportion a little bit in regards to how big the the difference is in the shape there is a clear difference but i don't think it i don't think it i don't think it really diminishes this shoe i just find it weird the fact that they should have been done they should be they should be identical shoes just in different colors and it is just quite funny that one has ended up a different shape
1: yeah I said mine. Mine are exactly the same. Like literally, I would looked them both over, and there is no difference other than the color. Like genuinely. Um, so, yeah, I don't know what it is, uh, but you know, for Air Max collectors that are after these, yeah, you know, they they do pick up on these things, um, such as the shape and all this. So, yeah, I can see why they get annoyed. But a lot, but, but um, a lot of but, Air Max
0: collectors, uh, a lot of Air Max collectors, will just like iron the shape down. Like, that's the thing yeah. Like I was actually, I was listening to the um, uh, Canada Got Soul, um, like True to Size podcast earlier, and they were saying about, like, the differences in shape between the Noise Aqua and the um, Monarch, and, um, like, they were just saying, like, well, just, just iron it, like, and they, they said on the podcast, like, how to iron the shoe and things like this, but for Air Max collectors that have been doing this for a while... They've probably bought plenty of Air Maxes that are slightly wrong shaped. And they've probably just mm. ironed them to make them a nicer shape. So if you're really that bothered about the shape, you can fix it. But in my yeah. eyes, both of them are lovely, lovely shoes and a fantastic pickup.
1: I will also say, um, seeing as I now have a bracelet as well that I Jesus didn't get price. from StockX. They've, I know you kind of slated this bracelet. It's very strange because it's one of the... Most substantial feeling, yet also cheapest feeling things I've ever had.
0: It's heavy. It's really bizarre. It's,
1: it's really bizarre. Like, it it feels quite, like I say, weighty and actually quite sturdy. But at the same time, it also feels like it could fall apart in my hands at any second. It's really weird. Yeah, it's... it's yeah. It's, it's very weird. I quite like the bracelet, I'm not going to lie. But I feel like I like it as part of the pack as part of it's that little extra it just kind of you know does the whole nice thing but yeah it's a very it's a very strange bracelet very strange
0: yeah like the the, the design of the bracelet is a very nice design but it's like a matte. when you actually get it in hand in all of the yeah. promo pictures it looks like a silver bracelet whereas when you actually get it in hand it looks like it's a metal bracelet that's been painted gray or silver um it doesn't yeah. actually it's not like a shiny silver it's like a matte silver um, and I think because of that, it just looks cheap. But you are right. Like, when yeah. you actually feel it, it's quite a heavy um, yeah. bracelet. But yeah, I'm. I'm I, you sent a picture through earlier of um, you wearing it. And I did have to like make sure that you were okay. Because <laughs> I thought your hand was going to turn green and fall off any second. But um, yeah, I'm glad that you managed to get one, mate. I'm glad. You don't need two. But I'm glad no, you've got I'm one. I'm glad you've got one. Well talking about air max um pickups i've already kind of teased this pickup when we were talking with lorenzo last week and first of all shout out to lorenzo like that was such a good episode really glad that yeah. people enjoyed it we've had some great feedback uh from it so it's always great sitting there and chatting with lorenzo because he always has like listening to his like design and things like this in his story is always amazing so uh thank you very much again lorenzo for for joining us last week um but i kind of gave away this pickup last week where we were talking about like the nfts and the metaverse and things like this and i said i had this shoe and it was just sat there in the box and funnily enough i find myself again sitting here recording a podcast with you staring at an open box with these shoes in front of me and that is the um nike air max 180 in the bacon colorway um This was a shoe I've been potentially thinking about going for my first pair of 180s for a little while. Um, The silhouette really, really intrigues me. And I think after picking up the Monarchs, I've gone through a little bit of a, holy shit, I really, really like Air Maxes again, uh, funnily enough. And um, I've been doing a lot of searching to try and go back and find maybe some old Air Max 95s and things like this. And I just thought, well, I'll, I'll look up on eBay Nike Air Max 180s UK9, and these come a uh, these came up sorry as an absolute steal. They are worn. Um, the guy that sold them to me did say VNDs. Um, there's a couple of little marks on there, but nothing that I'm gonna like lose my mind over. Um, nothing that you're really gonna notice when wearing them. Um, but th- I tell you what, Scott, I know we've been saying a lot in what we've said in previous podcasts and in previous conversations, like the whole, they don't make them like they used to a hundred percent, like having this pair in hand, um, we've been talking all year about Nike quality control issues and materials and things like this. This is a 2018 shoe. So not even that old and the materials, the suede is incredible. The new buck is soft and amazing um there is no sort of quality control issues like no glue stains or anything like that and also for someone that has bought their first pair of 180s now where the hell have 180s been all my life jesus shit this is one of the most comfiest shoes i've ever put on my feet ever that is including new balances that is including foam runners like the the new the air max 180 is hands down one of the comfiest shoes ever in existence. And now I want all of them. Any Air Max 180s. If anyone has any size 9 Air Max <laughs> 180s for sale, please hit me up because I want them all. Um, but yeah, I, th- th- this uh, this is easily one of my favorite pickups of this year. Um, as soon as I took it out of the box. And I've worn them a shitload. So yeah, the Air Max 180 Bacon
1: yeah 180 is a very underrated um model um and the thing is like i say there are colorways like that that are just fantastic um bacon's great um fire and ice pack um that released very good most of them hit sales um, yeah you know even the og um hit Ultra sales Marine. when it re-release i mean i'm not to be fair i'm not weirdly i'm not the biggest fan of that og colorway but yeah, um, they've done some really nice ones. Um, I've never been the biggest fan of the 180, but the colourways have been so good um, that they've they've definitely tempted me in the past. But um, yeah, it's nice to, nice to see them getting some love. And like I say, if they're comfortable, that's only a positive.
0: Like I said, from, an, from a Nike shoe, um, I've never really found Air Maxes that comfortable. Um, and like I said, I've, I've worn a lot of 1s, 90s, Um, 95s in my day they've never been uncomfortable but they've just never been like I've never reached for them if I've need to been walking all day like if I'm going to central London I'm not reaching for a pair of Air Max I'm reaching for a pair of um, New Balance or even a pair of ZX but I wore these in central the other day um, and like I said it felt like walking on clouds they were absolutely uh, amazing and I do think that the bacon colorway in general those kind of like tan beigey colors browns pinks like that the bacon colorway in general i think is probably my favorite um air max colorway so i'm very very happy that this was my first pair of 180s but i will definitely be going back and i think with a lot of them as well like some of them yes like the cdg pairs and things like this i'd love the black and pink cdg pair but they do resell for quite a quite a lot despite like you said hitting the sales when they first released but um yeah, like I definitely want to go back and buy a lot more 180, uh, uh, kind of a few more pairs of 180s, because they're definitely, this is definitely a silhouette that I feel as if I can uh, rock with quite a lot. So yeah, let me know, size 9, 180s. But that's my only pickup <laughs> that I'm going to talk about. Obviously, we've spoken about patterns and things like this, but yeah, this is the only different one. Um, but yeah, there's there's latest pickups. Um, what we'll move on to now then, Scott, seeing as we, we've ticked that box, we've, we've covered our latest pickups. Um of course, we've got questions. This is one of my favourite parts um, of doing these episodes, just you and me. Like, It's quite nice to talk about our shoes and things like this, but we talk about that all the time. Like Every single time you and I have a pickup, we're always chatting about it and things like this. But I really like these questions that are submitted by listeners. So we've got a few questions to, to answer this time around. First of all, for anyone that... Um, uh, submitted a question. Thank you very much. There are a few that we uh, won't be able to answer, but again, we include them in the bank. So at one stage, we will get around to uh, answering those. Don't you worry. But the first question that we're going to answer today is actually from previous guest of the podcast, Raj. Shout out Raj and N-capped. um So this is at Raj SM1. And Raj has said, "What is the first sneaker drop that you guys queued or camped for?" Um, this is quite an interesting question for me, um, but Scott, I'm going to throw it over to you first of all. Is there, or uh, what was the first shoe that you ever kind of had a big queue for or camped out for?
1: See, yeah, I, I've never really been that big into the whole camping thing, mainly because ever since I've been into shoes and had the money to buy shoes, you know, I work, therefore I just haven't been able to have the time to camp and yep, do same all with these me. things. Um, you know, being into terror shoes, there's been a lot of amazing camp-outs for things. I think about the release of the City Series Liverpool, that looks incredible. Um, Carnaby Street, when they released um, the pair um, last year, it looked fantastic. But yeah, for me, camping out wasn't... I remember very vividly seeing... The queue outside size Birmingham for the Sean ninety seven 97.1, and being like, what are they doing? Like, what is this? And that was the first time I saw people like camping for like a non Adidas shoe. And then yeah. I was like, oh, okay, this is interesting. Um, but the only one that I've queued for, and I queued for a long time, I probably shouldn't have queued for as long as I did, um, was offspring super saturday one the travis scott jordan one highs um i arrived in london at about eight o'clock in the morning thought i'll queue up get there nice and early um i was very far back in that queue when i arrived um and i was there i think i queued for a grand total of nearly five hours um for that pair of shoes the queue was big. They had the initial Sakai release as well. Um, it was all a bit strange. It was great. I mean, they were giving out free pizza, free drinks in the queue. Lots of people were filming. I remember bumping into Ty, who I had no clue who he was at the time, who was doing some filming of people's feet. Um, funnily enough, in hindsight, I was um, just behind um, Ash Bash, um, in the queue with um, inventive minds, as well, or they were literally right in front of me. Had no clue who they were at the time because I was very new to all this. Um, and yeah, I, I queued for so long, and the queue was ridiculous. I remember people just being like, "This is mad." Um, but there was a power outage in Selfridges, which is why. So the power was out for a couple of hours. So they were trying to get the power back in order to kind of get it all sources. Um, but it was, it was a good day regardless. Like it kind of ruined my plans for the day. Cause I literally queued up and then was like, right, I'm going home now. Um, so I literally got to London, queued up and then drove back home and that was it rather than doing other bits. But it was good. It was a good day and it was, you know, for an amazing pair of shoes and it's one of those that I've got that memory with it now. It's, um, you know, where the, at the time I was thinking, oh, the fuck am I, why am I still stood here? This is ridiculous. Um, but no, it was it was worth it in the end. Spoke to a few people, um, made some few friends at the time. So yeah, no, it was, it was good. So yeah, that that was probably my first proper one. Um and then ever since then, really, it's been very hit and miss with queues, hasn't it? Because everything's, really... on,
0: everything's online now. Like we very, And obviously yeah. with COVID, that's had a big impact on it. Like Very rarely is there an opportunity for you to actually queue. And like I said, if you do, a lot of these releases might be on like a Friday. So therefore, if you're working Monday to Friday, you've either got to book a day off to go and do a pickup or um, you've got to just have that day off spontaneously so it's a bit funny I'm quite similar of you mate I've never really experienced um, uh, kind of the the, the queues or, or camping out um, when I first got into shoes I used to live in Basingstoke I've told this story many many times like when I was living in Basingstoke a lot of what I used to wear was kind of um, uh, air maxes and things like this and I couldn't afford when I first got into shoes like when I was in school I couldn't afford real shoes um so i would very much all of my shoes were either on sale racks or on uh, from the market so i mean not being funny when you're buying fake air max 95s from the market there ain't a <laughs> queue there you're just rocking up to the, the the stall that has the nicest fake colorway that will give you the cheapest deal um so there's not really any queue in there and by the time i got to the point where i actually had money and i was working and things like this and i was able to buy shoes Basingstoke isn't known uh, as a place that has many places to, to buy shoes from. We had at one stage a shoe and at one stage we had an office and a JD and that was it. So there was a lot of buying GRs and things like this. Like I remember going in and buying Air Maxes and Vans and different Adidases and things like this. But a lot of it was like all of my love for trainers when I was younger came from GRs like I was buying loads of different colorways of Reebok classics but they were GRs that you picked off the shelf Like I remember at one stage everyone went through the hype of um uh uh, Stan Smiths and superstars with the velcro and we all had me and all my friends had different color superstars and Stan Smiths and we'd always have the top piece of velcro like undone um but all of it was like pick off the shelf GR stuff and it wasn't until when I started getting into the exclusive stuff yeah I've been to offspring pickups where you've got a Kind of queue up and, and super Saturdays and things like this. Um, but it's, uh, I've never really been in a town or had the money to start traveling extensively yeah. to it 's just not been something that i 've been pro- 've prioritized there 's not I'm living in Basingstoke i wasn 't going to spend fifty quid on a train ticket to go to London to queue up to then buy another full price shoe and spend all of that money so it 's just not something that i 've ever really done, and like you said nowadays everything is done uh, online um, I do remember there was one particular shoe that i w- didn 't queue for, but I needed to make sure that I was like there ready there 's been a couple of times where i 've been like there ready at stores for opening ready-to-buy shoes, the Infrared SB Dunks um, that came out in 2020. I remember going – I went to natajacks and I was there like an hour early, like ready for the shop to open so I could be the first one at the store. Um, yes, that was when going an hour before a store would <laughs> release for SB Dunks. That's actually a really funny one because I remember very shortly after that shoe dropped, the Safari SB Dunk um, dropped, yeah. and I – it was the same day as a Super Saturday pickup for the Kentucky Dunks Offspring. And just a matter of like three weeks before, I'd been to Natterjacks an hour early and been the first person to pick up the Infrareds. And I thought, oh, I'll just do the same. Um, and I'll rock up. Like I went to Kingston before going to the Super Saturday and saw the queue. And three weeks, you can tell that all of a sudden that's when that for me is when dunk height picked up like the, di- the difference in time between the infrareds dropping and the safari dunks dropping because in the space of those three weeks it went from no one wanting a shoe to a queue down the high street and everyone wanted a pair yeah. um i'm kind of going on tangents here but like, i've done that i remember very recently the eqt foot patrols i was the first person uh, again about an hour or two before the shop opened i was stood there ready to go as the first person to buy the pair in store um, and one that was like back in about 2014-ish, um, the Pharrell Williams Super Color um, Superstars. Uh, I remember seeing them online that they were dropping, and I remember going to visit uh, Hannah when she was at uni. She went in. She went to uni in Hastings. And there was a shoe right round the corner from her uni halls, and I was like, "I'm really sorry, Hannah. I got there on the Friday night shoe was dropping on the Saturday, and I was, like, "I'm really sorry, I need to get up early and pick these shoes up and I made sure I was there like a little bit before the a little bit before the shop opens, so I was the first person in the shop and straight away picked up the shoe so i've 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 gone out of my way to be like I'm gonna be at this shop ready for when the the shoe drops but I've it's only ever been in situations where it is accessible to me. I'm not about, uh, yeah, I I know a lot of people that have grown up in London or say Birmingham or Bristol or other big cities, they have been able to go and do these big pickups. But for me, it just wasn't something I was able to do. And I don't know. I mean, that that could be a matter of some people are more committed to it than I am, but I was never going to go out of my way to travel however many miles to sit in a queue overnight and, all of that jazz. So it's just nothing. It's nothing I've um, nothing I have been exposed to. That being said, currently now living in London. If all of a sudden there was something that was worth camping out for, like these Patta um, Air Maxes. Unfortunately, I was working. But if I wasn't working, I definitely would have been down there at the Patta store, like yeah. eight, like stupid o'clock in the morning. There's a couple of people I kn- I know that were there at three o'clock in the morning, ready, waiting for the Patta to drop. I would have been there. If I wasn't working, and that's the key thing, is yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's, it's just never been possible for me. Yeah, but I am no, a bit, exactly. envi- I am yeah, a bit no, envious feel... of people that have done like the queues and things mm. like this. It sounds really fun. Like it's just something that I've never really. Maybe we should just go and sit by a shop, mate, and like create our own queue for the sake of it. <laughs> we'll queue for I bet something. It would
1: if we sat outside, I don't know, say New Balance on a random day, just sat outside, just the two of us, get some deck chairs. I guarantee somebody would walk past and be like, "What are you queuing for?" But like, not telling you. I bet a queue would form. <laughs> no, somebody, somebody would start forming I don't a queue. Think so, mate. People will
0: Google it and be like New Balance releases, and they'll be like, "These kids don't know shit." Nah, no, 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 no,
1: no. New Balance, you know what New Balance are like. There is no information on New Balance. They just appear and drop. And if they're sat there, I guarantee there would be somebody that would be like, "They know something that we don't." They, they, they—you just know what convinced. There are people I just, that are like that.
0: I'm not convinced. I just, I just think people will think we're weird. But, anyways, there we go. There's, there's, <laughs> there's our little insight. More uh, kind of the outcome is neither of us have really done any sort of queuing or camping for shoes. Sorry to disappoint, Raj. But uh, moving on to uh, the next question. Next question is by. I'm, arg- I'm going to possibly say our longest serving listener. I'm pretty sure this person was like the first listener we had of our very first episode <laughs> of the podcast, um, Adam. So shout out to you, Adam. So at Adam underscore Scott 24, Adam has asked, if you could have one pair the other person owns that you don't, which would it be? This is a very difficult question. Um it's a very very difficult question because we have a very similar taste in shoes and we do typically pick up um, very similar shoes to one another if you line our if you line our collections up they are very very similar well th-
1: they're not but they're similar in the things that you like in my collection are probably yeah i've probably have very similar in in that era in that era there, but obviously there, like there are I there are a you lot have of... yeah
0: you have jordans and things but again the question because, is yeah. what the question is what would i have of yours you ha- what, so yeah. not being funny like you've got the travis scott jordan 1s which i don't ever want i do not want no. those travis scott jordan 1s so like i could like, that would be a pair that you have that i don't but if yeah. we're talking about similar taste something that i would want of yours you have a lot of the stuff that I have. So it's very, very difficult. The one pair for me that stands out that I would probably say I would pick that shoe um, would actually be the uh, Cordoba. Okay. I'm not yeah. a huge, huge Terrace shoe fan, but when that Cordova came out, I tried so hard for that shoe. I even got to the stage where I got my my mum, my dad and my brother downloading the Size Launches app for me to try and enter for that shoe. So I tried very hard to get that shoe of
1: 2020.
0: I mean, it's not. It's the second best shoe of 2020. <laughs> but at that stage, I already had the best shoe of 2020. So it's kind of the next best thing. But um, anyways, yeah, that's probably the only shoe that I would say you have that I like actively really tried for um, that I was genuinely gutted when I didn't get. So for anyone that hasn't seen the shoe before, it's basically like a, a terrace shoe. It's that kind of like flat soled Adidas shoe. Beautiful colors. It's kind of got different shades of purple on the upper beautiful suede it's like it's one of the size city series exclusives um so only uh, only 2020 pairs made like super super limited shoe and it's just beautiful like by far that that is the best shoe of that pack by far um so that would probably be the shoe that i would pick close runner-up second would be the recent pickup that you've had the eqt um, extra butter Um, but i think the cordoba that hurt a little bit more when, yeah. I, when I didn't get that, whereas the extra butter I could have got and just chose not to because of the price. So, uh, yeah, that's probably my... But I'm interested to hear from you, really. I'm
1: like, surprised, surprised, surprised you didn't say, um, not after the OG super colours, Not nah. in the collection? Nah.
0: I, yeah. n- 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 I mean, cool. th- I feel as if they're they're a little bit easier to get. Like, I could probably go on eBay now and buy a pair. Um, in, whereas, you, in your
1: size, you probably could. Yeah,
0: whereas fair. the... Uh, the Cordoba are a shoe that I mean, they resell at like 300 plus pounds, and they're the people that have that shoe aren't letting go of it. So, that would just be if I could just pick that out of your collection in my size, that would probably be a better pick than the super colors, which I, I could probably buy them anytime.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, had a, I had to have a think. I went over your Instagram, I was looking, looking oh, down, oh, okay. Um, but you've you've the thing is, you're in terms of things like say it could because uh, as you said like i've got jordan's nike adidas i've got a selection of things um that people you could pick from whereas with you like say in terms of my taste it narrows it down to my taste of adidas and new balance but the one that came to mind instantly when i thought of this question was eqt foot patrols that okay, was the first thing pick-up. that came to mind that was the first thing that came to mind because I, I really love that love the look of that shoe. It's beautiful. I wore it today um, actually. But um another one that I kind of forgot you had actually. New Balance ALD 1300s. Oh,
0: beautiful shoe.
1: I love that green. I think so you, that good. that green colorway is so good. Um yeah, I, I I think if if I was if it was put down, I'd probably go with the ALDs. I think okay. that ALD thirteen hundred is a beautiful, beautiful shoe. Um, and like I say, it, it's only because there are a lot of things that we have that are very. We have a lot of the same shoes um, in in terms of Adidas. Anyway, um, that's kind of
0: surprised me a little bit. Um, I, 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 now you've said it, because I know you and I have had conversations about the fact that you like the ALD and you have thought that of, you ALD. have thought of buying that ALD before. So now you've said it, that makes sense. I kind yeah. of thought you would pick the Kilns. Not going to lie.
1: You know what? The Kilns are one of those that I look at them and I go, oh, yeah, it's a nice shoe. And then I kind of forget about it. And it's one of those that I'm just very indifferent if I had it in my collection or not. I feel like if I saw it in hand, I'd probably be like, oh, fuck. But, yeah, it's one of those that I'm just well, very when they came out I was I was kind of jealous that I didn't get them but at the same time the second I got the Hanami through I looked at the Hanami and was like fuck the kilns like yeah, yeah, yeah. it doesn't don't matter anymore um so yeah now I, I, I did think about them but no if I was if I was looking I was like if there's one shoe that I would actively try and buy it'd be between the the foot patrols and the ALDs but oh. I think the ALD is something that I would, I would quite happily, yeah, just be like, yeah, I love that. Yoink! Thank you.
0: Because, because of the hairy suede as well, like it's a suede that you don't have to be too, too precious with. Um, so you can wear that shoe quite a lot without being like it's not like a smooth suede like a nine ninety or something like that. Whereas if it gets scuffed up, it looks bad. The shoe itself already is a little bit scuffed up, kinder, and the green also like it's different colours around the shoe as well. Um, so you can wear that shoe quite a lot without having to worry too much about it. Yeah, so uh, I'm gonna have to bust that shoe. I think I'm gonna wear that tomorrow, actually. Um, there we go. Well, there we go. Adam, I would take um, Scotts Cordoba. He would take my New Balance ALD 1300s. Um, right. This next. <laughs> this next question. Um, I don't think the person that submitted this question knows that we're going to answer this question because they very much submitted it as a joke. Um, uh, And that is a question from Mark... Uh, again, previous guest of the podcast, at 19.85. Um, me and Mark have uh, a, a little bit of, of banter going back and forth every now and then, um, where he takes the mick out of me for being an Adidas fangirl. Um, and I take the mick out of him for being a brainwashed Jordan brand zombie. Um, so he submitted the question <laughs> of um, which brand has had the worst year in 2021 and why is it Adidas um scott (laughs) i sent this question through to you and said we should definitely answer this question you were like (laughs) right roll the sleeves up let me at it um how what is your answer to this question
1: um well when i I was doing my notes for this literally the top line of my notes is just (laughs) (laughs) he's he's oh he's so you're wrong you're just wrong (laughs) in every in every sense and it I mean, the thing is, this is something that me and Matt, I feel like we, this is just like us going to be tag teaming this question and putting you in your place. Because it, 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 we've said this and we've spoken with numerous people about this now, is that Adidas has had a criminally underrated year in so many regards. And most of it is because of the cult of Nike. And that's exactly what it is. Um, because it is it is it becomes very much you are either Nike or you're Adidas. It's one of the two. And it's it's the exactly the same the opposite way around because there was um, the Grail Circle have been putting some really interesting com, um, conversations yeah. up about this and they've been they've been putting quite a nice focus on Adidas recently. But even in there we were saying, you know, the people that like Adidas are still underappreciating a lot of what Adidas does because they love zx they love terrace shoes whereas actually if you look at what they've done as a year as a whole they've had some solid terrace releases not quite as strong as last year because they had the city series and stuff but still some really nice stuff you know whether you like it or not the cp company um spezial collaboration fantastic spezial releases really good zx has been phenomenal um the releases that they've put out EQT yes
0: is only just starting the, but it's exactly amazing
1: the, i think the a to zx they kind of watered down a little bit but the actual releases i was going through back through your instagram as i do for the previous question and looking and i was like man national parks amazing lego amazing and even they though did, they did they spin-offs... did release
0: last year though some of those shoes yeah
1: yeah no, no, no they did but even though they've kind of they did release spin-offs this year that like you said kind of devalued the originals actually those originals are still really good um mother motherspoons qualitats zx been amazing um, Overkills, um, Candyverse, Flaming Mose, the list goes on. In terms of ZX, absolutely amazing. EQT, there's only been four or five EQT releases so far. And well,
0: yeah, I mean, I mean, if we, it, been it, we, we've got we've got th- three or four collabs so far. You've had Livestock, Soulbox, Extra Butter, Extra Butter Foot, Patrol. Foot Patrol, and now recently Hannon. So technically, there's five collabs that Overkill. have released. Overkill, six collabs that have released so far. Plus the original four, so we've got ten shoes out of the sixteen, all in all. But yeah, I know what you mean. They have been amazing.
1: Like, I oh, mean, the I quality is insane. Said, the quality is crazy. I mean, you just said one of the pairs that you would take out of my collection is the Extra Buster EQTs, the one that I said that I would I take out your collection is the Foot Patrol. Like they are, that. they are amazing shoes. Um, but there's been so many good things. Like they've, you've had the return of the 4D, which was great. They've done that quite well with the releases there's the forum they've done the forum was good when it first released it slowed down a little bit and it certainly started picking up again now like some of the collaborations on the forum the home alone looked fantastic the um what was the one that released recently the black pair um
0: midwest
1: midwest yeah midwest kids um look amazing <clears throat> the Kerwins, the Kerwin lows hey, fantastic shoe just that Kerwin um, low is
0: a great shoe Anyone that disagrees with me, they're wrong. That is a great, great shoe. Um, Price tag, not so good. It's £160 for a low. You might as well call it £200 and call it an off-white Jordan 2.
1: Yeah, low. But yeah, you've got, you know, there's been... Bad Bunny has brought some hype to their releases. You know, those shoes are reselling for ridiculous amounts. People like Sean Wotherspoon have done fantastic stuff with new models, new silhouettes. Really good the roster that they've got now in terms of designers and stuff it's, i mean Jerry Lorenzo going to adidas i mean
0: yeah he hasn't done anything he, with them yet though you know
1: he hasn't yet but we like we'll see, in. We'll see Kanye... it's coming 2022
0: 2023 that's when i think i think when we originally because they did actually put a story out and we did report on it earlier. Yeah. report on it that Basketball. makes it sound very official but uh, earlier on in the year um we did say that we're going to start seeing shoes i think early 2023 was the original yeah. time scale but so just just the fact that he moved to adidas
1: like there is there's a lot of stuff going on with adidas but it, adidas ha- definitely hasn't been getting the respect it deserves this year um they've had an incredibly strong year in so many regards um but you know there's also basically the mind washing of nike dunks and the complete saturation of the market in terms of what they're pumping out that you physically cannot turn away from nike it doesn't matter what you're looking at at every corner there is another nike release that people turn to and look at and people like the swoosh like the americanization and the pop you know the popularity of nike is increasing more and more especially in this country um and it does it puts adidas more and more on the back burner and on the back foot and they've had a phenomenal year um they are definitely by far not the worst (laughs) brands this year i was gonna say i mean
0: you have gone on a little bit of a rant which is which was expected because i said when i sent this through it was quite funny you were like right game on mark and um Uh, Mark, we love you. Just to say that this is in no which way, shape or form anything against your uh, uh, your brainwashedness from Jordan Brands. I am actually going to come. I am actually going to defend Mark in what he said about why is Adidas the worst this year. And I'm going to say that Adidas are still, despite having a very, very solid year, are way, 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 way off, way off even second place in my eyes. Um, purely because of the fact that they just don't have the marketing power or capability or smarts that Nike do. I mean, despite the fact that I'm not the hugest Nike fan, I do like select Nikes, but I'm, but no, by all means, not a, a Nike guy. I would much rather pick an Adidas shoe over a Nike shoe any day. Um, but Adidas have this stupid, stupid, stupid mentality of more is more. And more is not more Adidas. Less is more adidas are awful other than yeezy adidas are awful at hype releases they devalue things by bringing out cheaper models and they do just flood themselves out of the market now that is assuming that that is not what adidas want you can't assume that every single brand wants to have that perfect balance of hype and accessibility new balance uh, sorry um adidas might just want to have everyone be able to get their shoes and if that is the case they have mission accomplished because every single time that i pick up a sale pair of shoes nowadays it is a adidas pair of sale shoes that there are certain shoes that i've deliberately not picked up like the og 93 eqts because in my eyes why am i going to spend 100 pound on that shoe now when i can wait six months and pick it up for 60 If that was Nike, I wouldn't be able to have that mentality because if that was an OG Air Max 1, when you look at Adidas versus Nike, if you're kind of, I know it's comparing apples to pears, but if you think about OG ZX and OG EQTs, they are the equivalent of OG Air Maxes for Nike. And you look at the infrareds, a couple of stores they sat at, but they're all sold out now. You look at um, things like the OG Neon 95s, all gone. Persian Violet BWs, a lot of them are gone. Like they are shoes that will not hit the sale, whereas with Adidas they do. And I think a lot of that, yes, it's a combination of people just preferring Nike because of the marketing. But that's kind of my point is that Adidas will never be the brand of the year because they are not the marketing machine that Nike are. Um, anyways, this question isn't, and I'm sure you're kind of there ready to, to come back at me with a rebuttal there, Scott. But the question here isn't, whether we think Adidas is the worst, Mark is actually asking which is the what do we think is the worst brand of the year? Um, do you have an answer to who you actually think is the worst brand of the year so far? Um, I mean, you've done all this preparation to prove Mark wrong as to why Adidas isn't the worst brand of the year, but you haven't actually thought of what you think is the worst brand the, of the year.
1: The thing is, well, I have. The thing is, my. My mind goes, and it did immediately go to Reebok, to be honest.
0: I was going to say Reebok or Puma in my eyes, um, just because the thing is, Puma.
1: I think it does some really solid stuff, but again, they don't, they don't push. Like if you go on their website, there are so many good shoes and new models as well. Like not even just old retro like Puma, if you like puma suede and stuff like that there are some really good new models coming out and some really good nice collaborations but they don't they don't put themselves out there enough they don't promote themselves enough and the stuff they do promote is very strange yeah reebok is is so hit and miss it, it's unbelievably hit and miss um i go on the website and i the only thing i'm ever drawn to is m- maybe the classic nylons and club c's Like there's nothing else, everything else I'd go on there and I'm like, what is this? Whereas with Puma, I scroll down and I'm like, oh, what's that? That's quite nice. I think that that has a big impact. Um, I think
0: that has, your previous um, love for terror shoes has a big influence on that because Adidas are big in terror shoes but actually the Puma scene is quite heavily influenced in that as well.
1: the ones that i keep being drawn to though where they're kind of like runners like the um the xrs and stuff like that that they've been doing the mirage sports and all these like they're really nice really solid colorways um and they've, they've been there was a period where they s- were selling really well like i was seeing a lot of people walking around in pumas um but if i want to be a little bit controversial not the worst but certainly to their standards nike have had a terrible year really
0: I'm not saying
1: they're the worst. I'm not saying that they're the worst by any say. means. They're still ahead of what Adidas. I'm saying is 100%, if,
0: 110% they are ahead of Adidas. In terms of,
1: yeah, but that's because nothing ever will. It's like, I mean, I'm not going to get into this Apple-Android debate, but it's very similar in a lot of regards because it doesn't matter what Nike do. And they have done some pretty awful things this year. If you look in the news, they have not had much good press. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Everybody still buys everything that they put out, regardless of how much they put out what they put out, it still sells. But in terms of what their high standards that they've set in previous years, in terms of releases, in terms of press and everything, it has not been a good year for Nike at all. Like, it has not been oh, good. I know,
0: I 100% agree with you. hundred The agree fact with you.
1: that we're, we're talking about the Passer Air Max and saying, man, these are really good quality compared to everything else that's come out this year. And then you talk about what was essentially a GR 180 from two years ago, and it's probably a similar quality. Like, they've... They, Things have fallen off a little bit for Nike, and this year has not been good for them. So, in terms of the standards set, you know, my expectations for Reebok are never particularly high, and they they've kind of met that. Whereas with Adidas, they've slightly exceeded. But Nike, I just they've you think there's going to be a lot of good coming from them, and it just seems to be one thing after another where they're like, "What are you doing?"
0: Uh, I like, actually, actually quite like what you've just said there, actually, because really what we're what we're judging here is the worst. Actually what is the the worst? Because if you're looking at overall sales, Nike is gonna beat everything because of yeah. just the amount that of money they make. But actually, in regards to the high standard we hold them to because of their heritage and things like this, actually have they met their full potential this year? Probably not. Whereas like you said, Adidas actually, if you compare them to a couple of years ago, they've like this year has been better than say 2019. Mm-hmm. That was better than 2018. Maybe not as we go as far back as kind of the years of the Ultra Boost and the NMD. Because th- when those first mm. years hit, Adidas yeah. were were king somehow. But um, but yeah, you I, 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 I quite like that. But anyways, I, I, I think. Um, I, I kind of agree with you in the sense of, and by all means, when we say the worst, I I don't like using the word worst because that is implying that they've done bad. I don't know what you define as yeah, that. Yeah, every single brand this year has smashed it. And I can go to every single brand and pick out amazing, amazing, amazing releases. ASICs have killed it. Saucony have, yeah, have killed it. Saucony um, have killed it. Obviously, New Balance have killed it. Nike have killed it. Adidas has killed it. Jordan Brand has killed it. Like every single brand has done amazing releases this year. But I think I would agree with you. Um, I think it would either be, for me, the brands that, let's change worse and let's say disappointed in, I would say I'm the most disappointed with Reebok because every single time I see an amazing release from Reebok that gets me super excited, I then go on their website the next week and it's some like fucking Hello Kitty shoe or something like that that completely diminishes the week that they've just done. It's the hope
1: that kills you with Reebok. It's the hope that kills
0: you. So that is an answer to that. We've definitely gone on a bit of a tangent and digress there and i'm sorry for any listeners if we've kind of taken you in and out of several rabbit holes there but yeah (laughs) i I, I would say yeah rather than worse let's say disappointed i think we both mutually agree that we we want reebok to excel way more than they have so reebok is going to be our answer to the question not adidas Mark, but um, this moves us on to. Uh, oh, actually, before I move on to the last question, this is actually a good opportunity for me just to remind everyone that listening. If you haven't seen already, we have recently put up on our Instagram a link in our bio to a Google form. We have some big, big, big plans. Talking about worst uh, brands of the year, when it comes to best brands and releases of the year, we have some amazing, amazing ideas. I'm not normally I don't like to big myself up this much, but I'm so excited. For the ideas that we've come up with for our end of yeah, year gonna episode, it's going to be a really, really good episode. Something you guys you haven't going to want to miss it. You ain't going to want to miss it. Something you haven't seen before. It's a very, very cool idea, and we need your help in order to uh, actually carry out this idea. So we've put a, a Google form on our Instagram in uh, the link in our bio. It's basically just asking you for your top five favorite releases of 2021 so go on there give us your top five releases uh at the bottom we have an extra question which brand do you think has done the best this year um and we're going to use that information we're going to collect that information and use it for our final episode of the year to do a little bit of end of year roundup so i'm so excited for this episode and mark's question gives us a good opportunity to kind of plug that in there so yeah go and uh fill out the form and let us know when you've done it. Share it with friends. We need as many people to fill this out as we can. We're going to keep that up and running until about mid-December. So you've got about a month um, to fill it out. So you don't need to rush, but we will remind we will be reminding you over the next few weeks to, to do it.
1: But it. I mean, it does say in the form, but just to reiterate, this is what your favourite shoes have been. This isn't what you think people are going to put in as the top five oh, yeah. shoes We're, of the yeah. year. We're not asking you to this predict
0: the complex. personal yeah.
1: opinion as to what and it it might be things that you've picked up that you've been very surprised by it might just be things that you've seen you know you might not own but you've just looked at and gone man that is just it just looks phenomenal but this is your personal opinion please don't be swayed by kind of what other people think is going to be um up there because we want we want to see some variety we want to see what people's personal tastes are we don't want to kind of Get these cookie cutter end of year lists that we kind of yeah. Keep but getting. but that being
0: said, if your top five favourite shoes are the top five hyper yeah, shoes, shoes are good yeah, shoe. yeah. I was going to say if if for you that your top five shoe is a top five hypest releases of the year then put that 100 we don't want people to not put hype shoes because we're saying we want variety what we're saying is for a lot of people they will say i think this is the sneaker of the year because i think complex or another brand or something like this are going to say it's a sneaker of the year this is why we've comp- we have worded it as this is not a sneaker of the year thing that we are collecting this is your favorite shoes and it will all make mm-hmm. sense when we actually make our announcement but uh moving on to our final question um, Scott, and I think, I feel as if this is going to be another long one. We always say with these uh, episodes that, yeah, oh, we, we haven't got much to talk about this week, and then by the time we go on our tangents, they, it's a long episode. They,
1: they take it seriously. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: this is, again, another previous guests of the the podcast. Shout out all of our previous guests, by the way. I feel like these, this question set is either long-time listeners or previous guests, so thank you very much. Um, this is Matt O, at Matt O-M-T-L. Um, Matt has asked, um, and I don't believe this was a question he submitted, this was a previous question he submitted, so we've kind of, we're, we're taking it from a previous uh, uh, set of questions and asking yeah. it now. Matt has asked, if brands had to stop all collaborations and licensing deals, which brand do you think would reign supreme based on creativity behind designs and concepts from in-house power alone? Um, I'm going to kick this one off, Scott, and give you an opportunity to think if you haven't already thought. And um, I think it is, funnily enough, a, a toss-up between the two brands that I think are number one and number two this year. Um, I think it's going to be Nike or New Balance. And for two very, very different reasons. Um, okay. I think that the reason why these two brands would potentially reign supreme is because for Nike, I'm ignoring creativity to a certain degree. But if I'm thinking about which brand would reign supreme, I would say Nike purely because of the fact that they have the most heritage and nostalgia Uh, In comparison to other brands like they could release OG colorway after OG colorway of air maxes and things like this every single year. And people will go crazy for it. And actually some of the shoes that they've come up with a lot with a lot of their like move to zero and things like this, like the Terrascape that we spoke about recently, um, some of those GR releases, I actually do think are very, very good. So I think that because of the extensive back catalogue that Nike have, they would be able to do zero collaborations and still, we've already said in plenty of episodes, mate. Nostalgia sells, they could pump out nostalgic uh, colorway after nostalgic colorway and smash it. On the other hand, I think New Balance could do a similar thing because if you actually think about it from all of the brands, New Balance is the one brand whose GRs are probably the best. Like, if you think about it what do people want more than like i'm going to use the example of the version 3 new balance 990 v3 okay that is a special release not a collaboration but a special limited release and a lot of new balance fans are saying i don't want the special release i want the original i want the gr Um, and if you think about it people go to new balance to buy gr gray 990s gr gray 992s gr like uh, 991s and things like this so I do think it would be a toss-up Nike would probably have the edge because of nostalgia but I do think New Balance um, would definitely uh, take it in regards to just consistent GRs but I know the question is saying about creativity if creativity is involved if we're just purely thinking about creative genius I don't think any of the big brands would win I actually think something like Asics or Saucony would win to be perfectly honest because I think I think brands like Asics, um, even things like Kangaroo, stuff like that, they are the brands. Deodora, they're the brands that actually have the most creativity um, in their storytelling. Um, I know I'm, I've, I've named every other brand apart from Adidas, but that's kind got of, like I said, I think my, the, the answer I'm sat with is um, I think Nike and New Balance would very much be up there fighting for the top spot. But Scott, what do you think?
1: See... When I read the question, like say, if if we're stopping collabs, which one is going to reign supreme based on creativity? Now, it, immediately in my head, I was like, so are we counting retros? Because if we're talking about leaning on your retro and back catalog, it you know Nike is still going to be there. However, if we're not thinking about retros and we're thinking about which which brand. Would, is best at creating something new, something unique, something that is already standing the test of time. Nike have... I can't remember the last time they produced a, a, good, a good new shoe that picked up hype and actually remained relevant. I, I, I just can't. We've said this before. Brands lean so heavily on their retro models that new stuff doesn't get time to breathe. Um, which made immediately made me think, okay, well, what shoe, what company is creating shoes that has created anything new that is gonna that has stood the test of time? And I thought, well, New Balance three two seven, like it, it, they've they've created new a new shoe that is already a future classic. Like they've done it, um, and they've done it perfectly. Even the five seven forty is, yes, I have an issue with the chewing gum midsole, but thank you, Chelsea. But it's not actually a bad shoe by any means. They're very it good. They're very nice. good at merging
0: shoes because actually the two shoes, um. that, the two shoes that you've named there, are different versions of original silhouettes like yeah the, the 327 is new but it's a merger of three seventies running shoes that they've created for the 327 the 5740 is, is a different version of the 574 but if you do look at a lot of what new balance has been good at the 920 is a merger of the 990 v3 and a yeah. new upper other silhouettes that have done very very well the 991.5 the 1500.9 like they are very good at mixing up silhouettes and mm. creating new silhouettes but... from it
1: this is the difficult thing. Like there is even like, say with these, they are new shoes, they are new models, but they take a lot of design hints from previous shoes. And that, that's kind of the issue. Um, And this is the thing I think you, you spot on. If you're talking about creativity and something new, I, I don't know. Um, I can't think of anything from any of the big brands, but as I said, is that because we just haven't been allowed to because they, because they keep pumping out retros we don't have the time to look at the new stuff and kind of give it, I know that every, the new, everyone keeps saying about giving them their flowers these days, but I think it is like we don't. There are some really, really fantastic new models that have come out um, that are already in sales and outlets and stuff like that, in particular from Nike. Um, was it the Waffle, which the new Waffle that they produce? Is it like XR? the
0: Waffle One or something like that, was waffle? it? Yeah,
1: something that lovely really nice there's so many good colorways that's it's in outlets we could pick up 30 quid it's just gone um so no it's a very interesting question um as i said if we're if we're including retros in this then jordan nike will continue to reign supreme because all they have to do is basically change the colorway on a jordan and it sells it doesn't need any creativity um that's the but thing with yeah, this question. It,
0: it's, it's difficult saying who do we think would reign supreme is actually different to creativity behind designs because, like I said, if we're thinking about creativity behind designs, I do think the smaller brands actually win at this yeah. because they yeah. have like then they have the opportunity to tinker. I mean, you look at the different versions of like the colorways on Gel Light Threes and things like this this year. There's been some excellent Gel Light Threes this year, um, and they're able to do a lot of storytelling with these colorways because they don't have like they don't have to pump out as many shoes as Nike do in order to maintain their profits so I do think that these smaller brands like I said creativity smaller brands would take over in regards to who actually will reign supreme it's going to be it's going to be Nike all day Um, and I, I don't think creativity actually amounts to reigning supreme because if you think about the biggest sellers for these big brands it's like we aren't the biggest market for those big brands. It's the people that are walking into a JD Sports and buying off-the-shelf Nikes and things like this, and they just they they, they just won't be beat. Um, so yeah. yeah, I think it, it, it would not really make much change.
1: Somebody, a brand has just popped to mind that I think gets overlooked that I think might do all right.
0: Vans. Yes, change everything. Vans wins. Yes, you are completely right. Because actually, vans, vans collaborations are few and far between, but they're always good. They're always cheap. They love a funky colorway. Um, yeah, I tell you what, yeah, yeah, I, I, I vans, I think vans, yeah, vans, are low key, yeah, I, I agree. Actually, vans could be a good shout. Whether they would actually yeah, outsell it... Nike, but you are right. They could quite easily just change up the think, colors you know and what? patterns on a. Yeah,
1: in certain in certain demographics, I'd like to see the numbers, but I reckon in certain demographics, vans are probably hitting similar numbers in some aspects. Converse
0: would also um, be a big one as well, because other than yeah. like the uh, other than the the kind of um, CDG and things things like this, very rare, You don't see. I mean, there's Rick Owens and things like this do Converse, but actually, in the grand scheme, yeah, but in the grand scheme of things, like you could just slap any old pattern and colourway and texture on a Chuck Taylor, and that is going to sell. So yeah actually maybe we've been overlooking this and actually it's Vans or Converse yeah. well done Scott that's, a, that's that's a good that's yep. a good little I like it I like it But that does bring us to the end of our questions today. So, again, thank you very much, everyone, for uh, submitting questions. And once again, you have taken me and Scott down 101 different rabbit (laughs) holes. So, uh, yeah, thank you very much for that. But uh, what we're going to do is we're going to move on. We've been talking for over an hour now, and uh, we're only just moving on to our first proper segment. And that first segment is Shoes Round. For anyone that uh, does not know what Shoes Round is, every single week we spend a little bit of time looking at the biggest uh, headlines in the wonderful world of sneakers. Uh, this week, Scott is taking this segment, so without further ado, I will pass over to Scott for Shoes round.
1: Thank you very much. Um, it could be a whistle-stop tour of the uh, Shoes round studio today because the only piece of news is that there has been some teases of another Air Jordan 2, this time from J Balvin. Basically... All we know is it's got a glow-in-the-dark outsole.
0: Thoughts on all this and the Jordan 2s coming out? Um, Do we like Jordan 2s now? (laughs) We can't see a lot about the shoe other than some dark pictures with some glow-in-the-dark. We already know my feelings on glow-in-the-dark, so there isn't really much to say about this other than I don't like glow-in-the-dark, so I'll leave it at that one, Scott. In that case, that's the news.
1: And on that note, yeah, I will pass um, back over, as I said, Whistle Stop Tour, um, back over to Matt for Double Up, Double Down. So anybody that doesn't know, Double Up, Double Down, look at the upcoming releases for the next week. Pick something that we like, Double Up, something we dislike, a Double Down, and something we think might go a little bit under the radar, a sleeper pick. So on that, over to Matt for Double Up, Double Down.
0: very much scott um just to remind everyone before i go into this week's double up double down um this uh segment is always in connection with at tidy underscore tie um who will be able to supply you with a plethora Um, of different sock choices both solid dyes um, and tie dyes and also lots of bleach dyes the bleach ones he's doing at the minute uh, mike and alex are doing sorry at the minute are absolutely amazing so if there are any of the shoes that you like the look of um, over the course of this segment please make sure afterwards you go over and hit up mike and alex uh, that is at tidy underscore tie dye and grab yourself some socks Um, but scott we always like to start with a positive um on this uh, or in this segment. Um, And talking about smaller brands and being able to produce amazing uh, colorways and very creative colorways, the double up pick for this week is the Saucony Shadow 6000 in the Licorice colorway. Um, This particular shoe is releasing on the 15th of November with a recommended retail price of about £129, £130. Um, The shoe itself is um, the kind of classic Shadow six thousand um runner uh, with basically an upper that is inspired by um, the Bassett Licorice all Allsorts. Um, the shoe itself has a multicoloured upper with um, pink suede panelling around the toe box um, and around the heel of the shoe. You've got some white leather hits that run through uh, around, again, the heel of the shoe and kind of across the middle uh, panel of the shoe. There's some white leather overlays. The sock liner and the liner around the tongue of this shoe is kind of that nice minty, um, kind of green, almost like a kind of Tiffany color. There's some nice kind of yellow um, suede uh, around the eye stays. The midsole of the shoe, all white, but the outsole of the shoe is kind of like almost a zebra uh, striped um, white and black outsole, which very much signifies the kind of classic white and black colors of the licorice all sorts. Um, first question, Scott, do you like licorice all sorts? I fucking hate licorice Oh my God. Really? Love licorice all sorts. And that is the reason why I absolutely love this shoe. Um, This is a shoe that a lot of people... This probably is actually more fitting for a sleeper pick. Um, But it's my week and I get to pick what I want. So, meh, 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 (laughs) meh, meh. But... no I just think this shoe is actually getting a lot of love from people um, online there's a lot of people that are saying yeah, how this. much they love this shoe and and things like this and I think overall it's a classic runner the shadow 6000 is an absolutely amazing silhouette the colors are absolutely incredible in the UK especially who doesn't know about um, kind of uh, bassett licorice all sorts uh, they are an absolute timeless suite or confectionery over here in the UK at least I don't know about other countries but you see that little kind of like licorice all sorts uh uh, kind of character on the front of the box and you know that you are in for a treat so yeah i absolutely love this shoe um not entirely sure whether it's going to be one of those shoes that sits or not um it could potentially be a sleeper it might be something that we look back at a later date and think "Mm, actually this might be more of a sleeper but based on other similar kind of Saucony releases i can see this one going very quickly in fact actually i'm currently on the US. saucony website which these have already released in the us and they are all sold out apart from a 3.5 or a four so if the same thing is going to happen up here in the uk these will not hang around for long but scott i know we i know you've just said there that you don't like licorice all sorts but what are your opinions on these shoes
1: um unfortunately i feel like that that kind of fuels my thoughts on these shoes um no i and genuinely I think this shoe looks phenomenal in terms of quality. It screams licorice all sorts. It really to me. does. Like it, the it inspiration really does. is
0: so apparent.
1: It, the thing is though, it's apparent to anybody that knows Licorice All Sorts. Like there will be a lot of people that might look at that shoe and go, as a brightly coloured shoe, but to me, I even if I didn't know what this was meant to be, I would have probably nicknamed it the Licorice All Sort because of what it is. But As a child, I made myself incredibly ill on licorice all sorts and have very, very bad memories of licorice as a whole. I hate it now. I cannot stand it. And unfortunately, this is almost gives me like flashbacks. It's like PTSD. I see this shoe and I'm there like, no, take it away. Take it away, please. So um, for me, I think it looks amazing. It's getting a lot of love. And I think I I can see why. But for me i can't look at this shoe much <laughs> i really can't
0: <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't realize that y- you were uh, so anti licorice all sorts but yeah no, i realized i really like this shoe and actually again going back to what we were saying with matt's question previously about kind of design this is not a collaboration with licorice all sorts it's just clearly inspired um i mean that is the, the shoe itself isn't called the licorice all sorts it's called licorice and even uh, in america it's called the sweet street um, so they're not—it's not officially a licorice all sorts branded shoe, but it's just showing the inspiration and the design and things like this. And like I said, it's a very, very cleverly put together shoe. So overall, I am a massive, massive fan. Um, so yeah, that is why it had to be the double up pick for the week. Um, but moving on um, to the double down pick for the week. Um, this week is uh, the Xbox Times Adidas Forum Tech Boost. In the green colorway, this particular shoe is releasing apparently on the 19th of November for a recommended retail price of about £120. Um, I'm judging that based on the black colorway of this shoe retailed at £120. I haven't been able to see anything for this shoe online saying that it's going to be the same price, but uh, like I said, the black version was £120, so I'm assuming this is as well. Um, First of all, Um, Despite the fact that as a child, uh, when the Xbox 360 came out, I was definitely team Xbox 360 rather than PS3. But other than that, I have been team PlayStation my entire life. So the fact that it's an Xbox shoe uh, automatically has put it on the back foot for me. And this is a prime example of what I was saying before uh, in regards to Adidas and what they do wrong, where they think more is more. Um, Just because you have the technology of boost doesn't mean everything deserves to have boost. Um, Sometimes a forum, a classic silhouette, can just remain a classic silhouette you don't have to fuck around with it you don't have to make a future tech forum with green boost over it um so yeah i, I definitely just think this is a bad looking shoe they've taken something great and turned it bad but for anyone that doesn't know what the shoe looks like if you imagine xbox green on a weird futuristic forum that is basically what it is and that is all the description you're getting from me because it is a bad looking shoe um but scott what are your thoughts here? Don't mind these. Oh, for God's <laughs> sake!
1: I I tell you what, I'm 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 the same as you in terms of consoles though. Um, PlayStation, all the way, and then Xbox 360 came out, hit the Xbox, and then kind of went back to PlayStation afterwards. Um, I'm not a fan of this colorway in particular. Um, it's very garish, but I can see people making it work. Um, I can definitely see some people rocking these and making it look good. But I I don't mind the, the forum tech boost. In terms of adding boost to things, this is one of the better things they've done. Because it's not like the EQT boost, where they put boost literally exposed boost on the midsole and it just looked like a completely different shoe. The only
0: thing they've they've ever done good, like other than boost shoes or NMDs that are designed as boost shoes, the only good thing they've done with adding boost to anything is when they surprisingly put boost in new ZX shoes and they didn't even advertise it or tell anyone about it and all of a sudden it was like, wait, ZX is a comfy? Oh, amazing. But it doesn't change the look of it. this,
1: This didn't need to be called boost like it's not yes it's got you know the the outsole and the midsole is not obviously boost it's encased so it didn't need to have that name on it at all um it's a futuristic version of it and i think this is one of those instances where i think they've actually made not a bad shoe but the problem is we keep looking back at the original forum and going well yeah but we want that yeah, but we can't keep having that because then we'll complain that we're, there's been too much of that, and we'll get bored of it. They've actually made a, not a bad shoe, but again, it's not it's not getting promoted that well, and it's not getting the breathing room it needs. Um, if they'd have released this, maybe next year when they kind of they've slowed down or maybe stopped the forum. And actually introduced it it might have done all right but it's the problem is you've still got all of the forum releases coming out so this is just getting completely overshadowed but i don't think it's a bad shoe i don't think it's that bad at all
0: i i agree that in the sense of the point you're making the point you're making is that we can't always retro things at some point we have to bring out a new shoe but i don't think adapting a good old shoe I, I would rather them invest their time in creating a new silhouette rather than just whacking boost on something and going, hey, it's new. I don't like so it. Here's, here's,
1: a, here's a question. then: Do you own any futuristic-esque shoes? Or are they all retro looking runners? Very,
0: very good point. Um, they are all retro. I say look,
1: I say looking because obviously you've do you know, we talk about the 920s and three two seven. yeah. No, they are all like retro.
0: That. I mean, yeah, that does. I mean, I am very biased because I like an old looking shoe. Yes, you've called me out, Scott. Yes, I know you like futuristic shoes. You like the 4 i I don't, I don't, like, I don't
1: like futuristic, I like something different, but I think this is the problem. Like brands are going down roots of like say with the waffle one you know they've made a shoe but they've tried to kind of give it a more modern look but then people are like yeah but we want the we want the retro look yeah but no in, i,
0: in I, I time, really i really like the waffle um the newer waffle i the think waffle that, one, not, that yeah. is a very very nice looking shoe and i think nike have done very very well it's the same with things like the, the is it the pre-day as well actually quite in certain colorways the green and orange colorway of the the, the air max pre-day um, is really, really nice. Kind of gives me a little bit of uh, Stranger Things vibes. It kind of looks like the Stranger Things Tailwind, which is why I really like it. But uh, again, I'm saying the reason why I like it is because it's a colorway of an old school running shoe. But the, the actual silhouette itself, again, we, we'll go back and forward in this. And this is the thing sometimes we end up just going backwards and forwards on things. But I just don't feel like it's necessary for them to futurize a shoe that, like, it, it kind of goes back to what Lorenzo said about, like, when he dyes his shoes, he wants to dye something to make it better. Um, And I don't think this has made the forum better. Like if you're not making something old better, make something new that could be good as a standalone. And that's just my view on it. And that's why I don't like this shoe. But um, moving on to the sleeper pick, this is a shoe that we will unanimously both agree with. And that is the Nike ACG Air Moab in the olive grey colourway set to release on the 18th of November for a recommended retail price of 154 pounds and 95 pennies. Um, the shoe itself is the classic kind of ACG Air Moab silhouette in essentially like a dark kind of gray black upper um, with hits of kind of like an olive... Uh, Well, I mean, it it says olive grey. Essentially, the shoe is all black apart from a few olive grey hits, and that being the ACG um, logo on the kind of boot of it, um, the mini swoosh around the toe, the Nike Air branding on the heel strap of the shoe, the sock liner Um, is this kind of olive grey, and then parts of the midsole and outsole are olive grey. The reason why I'm picking this as the sleeper pick is because when we saw the original versions of the ACG Moab uh, come out, they are still sat on shelves and you can still buy them now. So I do not think this is going to be a shoe that sells out. But I was saying to you before we hit record, Scott, this is the perfect shoe for the winter this is a shoe that you can buy on the 18th of november you could wear every single day from now or from the 18th of november up until it hits spring, and this shoe will be indestructible. It is a lovely colorway, it looks great, it's got great materials. Being ACG, you know it's going to last in bad weather, um, and I just think this is a shoe that you could easily rock all day, every day, without caring. It's got a speckled midsole as well, so if you get a little bit of dirt on there, you're not really going to notice it because it's already got the speckled midsole um so yeah, i just think this is the perfect we talk about shoes not being uh, appropriate for british winter weather this is a british winter weather shoe so i absolutely love this shoe um scott what do you think
1: I, I second everything you've just said um it's an acg moab it's a good looking shoe it's in a very nice dark colorway not triple black it's got some nice little hits on there it's incredibly practical for this time of year And it's a great looking shoe. So what more can you want?
0: 100%. 100%. Literally everything that we normally complain about a shoe, it being kind of not appropriate for for British weather. Like I said, it goes completely against it. That being said, there are a couple of other colourways that are coming out uh, that might not be as appropriate. Um, There is the limestone colourway, which is kind of, as you would imagine, uh, a a shoe that is the colour of limestone um, with some bright orange hits. Again, nice shoe, but not one that I would personally pick because, again, this is not going to be a shoe that you can wear in any weather. Um, uh, It's definitely more of a, if you live in central London or live in a big city where you're not going to be around in mud and things like this. It's that type of shoe. But yeah, this kind of olive grey colorway is absolutely perfect. So I'm a big, big fan. But I mean, overall, uh, maybe not our best week, Scott. One out of three. Um, that we agree on. We both agree on the sleeper <laughs> pick. You weirdly like the double down and you dislike the double up. So, uh, I mean, one out of three is better than none out of three. We'll take the positives there. But we have no guests, so there is no rotation game. So, Scott, that leaves me with one last thing to do and that is just quickly close out the podcast. So, Thank you for listening to the Doubled Up Podcast. Remember, if you like this episode, leave us a five-star rating and review and share the podcast with your friends and family. Make sure you follow at Doubled Podcast on Instagram and use hashtag double Up Pod to be featured on the Instagram page. You can also find me, Matt, at swsneakers underscore on Instagram. Scott, tell the listeners where they can find you, mate. You can find me at underscore sneaker teacher. And thank you very much for listening in another week. Uh, goodbye. See ya.